Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined by Randy Andy Martin. Hello, Luke. What a this isn't a pairing people see often, is it? I know it's been a crazy old week, hasn't it? Turns out when Pete's off for a week, everything just goes nipples north, mate. It really does. But you know, we we miss him, but he'll be back. He'll be back next week. He'll be and he's back with a bang. I think is it Laurie off who's next week. Yes, Laurie is off next week. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's been. Yeah, you filled in for the AEW review because that boy, howdy, unusual. I was, I had too much work to do on that Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I was. Yeah, late until the night, I was actually finishing up. Yeah, uh, I had to watch AEW, which was fun. It was so much more fun than watching SmackDown, as you'll find out. Exactly. Yeah. So well, let's dive into that chat because yeah, this was another bland episode of smackdown and that's not really news because it's been like this now for eight nearly eight, eight months nearly a year uh let's find out why is smackdown so boring here is the show Which was fine, I guess. Mm, it was totally fine, Luke. But yes, it has been the same show for months now. Um, and I am no more excited for Money in the Bank than I was yesterday. Um, yeah. Before having watched the show, uh, it just didn't really build anything. Uh, there was no moment in the show that made me think, oh, wow, now I'm now I can't wait for sort of these two to collide um, because you had a sort of blow-off match with Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. I know it wasn't the blow-off match. I know they're going to have several matches, mm. um, but a lame roll-up felt a bit dull and the rest of the show just kind of happened um, and, it, and it finished with a, a very short six-man tag. Um, you got so, that nail done. Yeah, you just haven't really that. been paying attention that much 
recently. <laughs> it's, it's um, weird. You, you haven't, you, yeah. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, it's weird because, so way back when, like a couple of years ago, when I first started on this channel and I was doing the SmackDown review, so like my first year or so of like doing this full time, I, um, I got quite a bit of heat on this channel because mm. I would often say that SmackDown is a good show, but it's not a newsworthy show. Like people used to like have a real right, bugbear against my sort of my my hot take on mm. SmackDown, which was it's good, but it's unimportant. And people would argue it's just like, well, at least it's a good show. And I'm like, yeah, cool. It's fine. It's a good show, but there's nothing to talk about coming out of it like i would mm. come into the office to try and think of something to have as a headline for a video and then find a secondary headline for a podcast review as well and i'm like bloody hell there's barely anything to talk about now and while i think that smackdown has often been the better show than raw at least raw has always had something to talk about like even if when raw is great there is something to talk about when raw is awful there is something to talk about when raw yeah. is bland there is something to talk about but with SmackDown, for whatever reason it is, there's never really anything to talk about coming out of the shows. Mm. And I think since the move to Fox, it's got even worse. The show is, as you said then, it's the same show week in and week out. And cry I, I'm watching it this morning. And I when it finished, I thought, what was the point? Like, what was the <laughs> point of me watching this show? Because nothing happens yeah uh, every saturday for the last couple of months i've been having conversations with pete every morning going what are we going to call this show <laughs> and we've gone oh what haven't we talked about okay so we'll talk about the hacker but there's nothing really to talk about the hacker because it doesn't really matter who it is now um because it's going to be ali or it's going to be chad gate sorry shorty g and then they're going to get a three-week push. Um, okay, well, okay, right, now what? Now what can we talk about? Because we've talked about that. Oh, Tamina's getting a bit of a push, but no one cares about Tamina. And we just sort of run out. And today we were like, oh, well, we could talk about Corbin. Oh, no, we don't want to do, do that. I'll talk about the Hackerick now. We've done that before. Oh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> we just talked well, about it. why it's not interesting. Um, I, yeah, I just feel that it's... Yeah, it's a nothing happening show. And I do put some of the blame on that at the feet of Bruce Pritchard because mm. like he is a guy. So Attitude Era Podcast recently did a review of for their Patreon backers. They recently did a review of Kane's autobiography. Mm. And uh, Kevin made the excellent point in that that Kane was the perfect creation of minds coming together because you had the long-term storytelling of Jim Cornette you had the uh, fantastic VHS video rental store movie-loving Vince Russo, and you had Bruce Pritchard, who knows what Vince will say yes to. And yeah. so, like, you know, he is of those three. He's the one who could just go like, "Well, Vince won't like that, but he will like this." Bruce knows what Vince will just say yes to, mm. and so it is essentially found a show that Vince will say yes to. And just pitches that same show every week because he'll know Vince will say yes to it. Yeah, or that it feels like it feels like there's no creative direction that we're moving in. It's, it's just sort of like it's built around one thing that like oh Vince is going to love this. So what what we'll do is we'll weaken the bottom two rungs of this ladder because 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 Otis is quite I don't know if you noticed but Otis <laughs> is fat, so he he'll break the ladder despite being 
less actually the same weight as like Kane, who's actually won the money, money in the bank because he's a bit rounder. If we make Vince laugh once, we'll get away with it. And the rest of the show can be whatever we like. Um, and as long as Corbin is standing tall at the end, who cares what happens? I don't know if you noticed, but Corbin has a brand new uh, vortex because Sami Zayn yes. has been off TV for a bit. Yeah, um, yeah I, did, I did spot his uh, his new mid card uh, last yes. week. <laughs> um, but as, as you can see, we're sort of rambling because there wasn't really anything to talk about. We're just kind of talking about bits and pieces from the show. Um, and it's been the same for weeks now. I mean, Pete and I kind of start beforehand thinking, right, okay, well, we don't want to be too negative about it because we don't want to sit here and just rag on SmackDown. But when, when you watch a show like that, where you come out of it going, well, nothing nothing new is happened. That, that didn't... Like, that was the go-home show for one of your big five. I know it's unusual circumstances, but Raw has been telling stories um, on a Monday and SmackDown has been giving us the same like variations of the same four people having a one match. So it yeah. it's very confusing. And the other reason why I was like, because I, like you, I don't want to be, I mean, I'm sure we'll get like the, you, you guys just hate everything sort of comments that people already will have left, even though mm. we're only about sort of five minutes into the show, but they will yes. have left them within 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing that kind of struck me about this when I was coming out of it, and it, it kind of hit me when I was doing my predictions for Money in the Bank. My predictions for Money in the Bank are both raw winners. I've got yes. uh, AJ Styles to win the men's and Nia Jax to win the women's. And when I was coming up with, like, you know, who am I thought, I instantly just discredited all of the SmackDown participants. I was like, there's, there's no way Corbin's winning. Daniel Bryan's probably not going to win. And I don't think it's going to be Otis either. And then it's even worse on the women's side of things. Dana Brooks sure as hell isn't winning. Carmella's definitely not winning. Lacey Evans is probably the only one who mm. might win. But then you actually look at the build for Money in the Bank or the women's side of it on this show. It's non-existent. Carmella and Dana could have pants promo. And Lacey oh, yeah. was in a tag match with nothing to do with the Money in the Bank ladder match. So... They don't feel important in that match. No. And I mean, Dana and Carmella have been having that promo backstage for weeks. They're like, <laughs> oh, we're best friends. Like, no, you're not. When has that ever been a thing? You, you suddenly just turn up. Oh, we're blonde. Um, and therefore, Probably we're best Instagram. friends. But I, th I honestly can't remember who I went for. I think I've gone for AJ Styles and Shayna Baszler because I thought that was safe. Um, but again, they're both raw talents. They're both raw talents because I just, no one's been built on SmackDown. Um, the only, yeah, the only person who I think might win on the SmackDown side of things for the men is Baron Corbin, just because they might just be lazy and go, oh, who's a who's a heel? All right, Baron Corbin. Um, but then I can't see Baron Corbin cashing in on the Fiend. I think that'd be or, really or weird. Braun. Or Braun yeah. Strowman, for that matter. Um, I could see it more in Braun Strowman, and then, but then we'd have to have a Baron Corbin Braun Strowman feud. Uh, which no one wants to see. So I think it's got to be... Yeah, I, I think Drew is much more susceptible to being cashed in on um, by someone like AJ Styles. And I want to see that feud. I don't want to see any of the people on SmackDown have a feud with Baron... Or have, have a feud with, with the top star on SmackDown. 
but also yeah. like the raw guys have all got something going in like aj styles is coming off the back of that undertaker last and he feels like a more vicious style of, of aj styles now also he feels like a legit main eventer mm. got alistair black who has been very dominating on raw in his matches and it almost feels like he's on the cusp of a main event push and you've got Rey mysterio who has got this like career-long storyline that he's going into this being like you know the promo he got on monday which is that i'm closer to the end of my career than i am to the beginning there's some like character and depth to those three people going in and you look on the smackdown side of things like well corbin is is the most mid card of mid card like there is there's that character that gimmick is not world title it's not blue universal championship material and neither is otis as much as we love otis and otis is great otis does not scream blue universal champion at the moment and that just leaves brian and brian is pretty much the only credible person on the smackdown side yeah, and you could, but like he's had two feuds with the Fiend in the last few months, and if we're right in thinking that the Fiend's going to win it back, I, mean, I don't know what, what your opinion is, but oh, Braun's one hundred percent winning at Money in the Bank. Oh, you think? Oh, what he's facing the he's facing Bray. He's not winning. okay. He's not facing the Fiend. All right. Well, um, and then they've got Otis, and I can't see Otis with a briefcase cashing in on Braun or Bray. That would just be really weird, um, which probably means it's going to happen. But yeah, like like you said, there are three storylines going into this and none of them are on the SmackDown side. Um, so yeah, it's a shame. But uh, I think I think both on both sides of the coin, you're going to have a real winner. So the really only other interesting thing to talk about this, and I know you sort of alluded to it earlier that there isn't much more to say, is on the SmackDown hacker, because that character, mm. we've, I mean, we figure is going to be revealed at Money in the Bank. And yes. they had a segment on this show where they sort of showed clips of Big E winning the tag titles. They showed uh, Tamina getting a win or something, and they showed you know a couple of other sort of bits and bobs from SmackDown. And then played a clip that said, um, "What was it like? The truth will be heard, or, or something." Yeah, that's, that's his that's his catchphrase. No, no, there was there was another thing that they said. Oh, I'm going to have to get my notes up now. Where what's the thing that they said? Uh, payback is coming, and it's coming real soon. Is well. yes, but interestingly, it was a female voice that was in the clip. So yeah, every every week they've done a new voice um to try and i guess hide the identity and like there's been some people on twitter who use some kind of software to to kind of get out all the interference to find out who it is and like there's one week where it sounded a lot like mustafa ali one week where it sounded a lot like xavier woods so i think they are just going to different talents saying can you just record this for us um but i think the only people it makes sense to be are either shorty g or um mustafa ali but one thing that the, that the hacker has shown for several weeks now is Big E, which, I mean, Pete Pete wants it to be true. Well, I don't want it to be true, but Pete thinks that this is going to be the start of a Big E heel turn oh, because the New Day needs to break up, um, according to everyone. Um, and I just, it, it is weird that they keep decide they're, 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 they're looking at the Bailey storyline of Tasha Banks, which we all know is going to end up in a heel turn from one side, and they keep showing Big E, which might be just a red herring, but it does feel like... I mean, Big E won the belt on his own, so maybe he now thinks he's better than the rest of the New Day. Yeah, I mean, 
if this leads to the breakup of the new day i'm going to be very very disappointed and i think that would be uh, a, a fool's errand i think that would be a fool's yes. move i but i actually it's probably the one thing we haven't I don't think a lot of people have really given much consideration to because as you say, like the three names that keep getting bounded around are Xavier Woods, Mustafa Ali, Chad Gable, and then more recently CM Punk because of that tweet. But I, I mm. one I, I very much doubt that it's CM Punk. I, I think yeah. that is that, that that is a long shot if there ever was one. But if I was swinging for the fences, because I thought about this and I was like, I'm going to have a quick look. I'm going to one of my favorite Wikipedia pages for when I used to do fantasy booking warfares, which was list of WWE personnel on Wikipedia. Because you can find that's, mm. the, that's the easiest place to find out who is on what roster. And I thought I'd have a look at the lady folk side of things. Ooh. And I'm going to swing for the fence here. I'm going to say the hacker is Ember Moon. That's not a bad shout. I thought you were going to say the Iconics or something for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's not a bad shout at all. If they're going to go for a lady wrestler, I think Ember Moon's the only logical person. Uh, is Ember Moon on SmackDown? She, well, according to list of WWE personnel on Wikipedia, <laughs> okay. she I'll, is still. I'll trust you. But she did yeah. like she was on backstage uh, at some point late last year, where she said she was out indefinitely with an Achilles injury. But mm. I, I'm going to say it's a work, 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 and that yeah. she is going to be revealed it's going to be the big shock that no one's going to see coming the big swerve the hacker will be revealed as ember moon and that will be the start of a new character for her well there is there's is a, a suspicion going around that despite dana brooke being heavily advertised for this money in the bank match that she won't actually be in the money in the bank match um adam lombier for example um put forward that uh she's going to be attacked by sasha banks before the match, and Sasha Banks will actually win the briefcase, uh, which I think is a good shout because I, I think that could be a good story with Bailey. Um, but a lot of people seem to think that, yeah, Dana's not going to be actually in the match because she's so disposable. Unfortunately, <laughs> like if if Dana Brooke wasn't in this match and it and it and he didn't even say that and it just finished the match like that, I probably wouldn't notice that Dana Brooke hadn't been in the match. Um, but I know I'm sorry, Dana, but <laughs> I, 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 I find her character uninteresting, even though she has improved massively since being Charlotte Flair's <laughs> protege. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, it kicked off with Mandy Rose versus Sonia Deville. Um, fine match, very shouty. Uh, they were working over each yeah. other's vocal cords, I think. For the they really of were. And despite Mandy Rose having a giant bandage on her leg, I think Sonia Deville kicked it twice. Um, so that wasn't particularly good heel work. But I'm just surprised there was no interference whatsoever. And it was just a roll up win with a couple of spots outside the ring. I think uh, there were some knees there. I mean, they're really putting over Sonia as the bad guy here because it's a jealous, obsessed attack, I think Michael Cole called it. Um, even though everything Sonia Deville's said, you've gone, huh, yeah, she's got a point. Um, There's always the best kind of heels. I thought it was yeah. funny when Michael Cole said that she stole a victory. I'm like, not really. Like, she won mm. very much within the rules of the match. Yeah, I mean, there, were, there was one moment in the match where I was kind of like, oh, that's a cool throwback because it was when... Uh, Sonia was peeling off Mandy's eyelashes, which I don't know. I'm not a lady or or someone who wears fake eyelashes, so I don't know how, if that hurts very much. But Mandy Rose actually did this to Alexa Bliss uh, like the last year or the year before. Time is one thing now, but so that 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 was quite fun to see the sort of the reversal of that spot. Um, and I guess it's the whole thing is like, oh, you're just this pretty girl who has fake whatever and you wear eyelashes and things like that so i'm gonna re- expose you for who you are look your eyelashes are shorter ah oh, got you um so cool. yeah but it, it was a it was a roll up in probably i'd say six or seven minutes maybe the match um yeah. so i'm like oh right well that doesn't that doesn't make me want to watch another one of these matches um but i think we're going to have eight or nine of them yeah, I was going to say, this is not certainly the end of this feud. It is no. sort of just the start of it. It's not the not the hottest of starts, but, you know, it is a start. Um, I think the eight-man tag that we got next was easily the best thing on the show. Yes, uh, it was New good Day, fun. New Day and Lucha House Party versus the Forgotten Sons and Miz and Morrison. Uh, I mean, you said at the start of this that nothing on the show really got you excited for Money in the Bank. I would argue that this match did get me excited for their match at Money in the Bank. Yeah, because, fair enough. Like, the, the the chaotic nature of the finish did make me go like oh actually like I'm quite looking forward to to seeing these four have a match on on Sunday and I think it's going to go massively longer or anything and it won't be anything mm. that's like it won't be any match of the year contenders or anything like that 
but I do think it will be some amount of fun, and I think I'll I'll get a bit of a kick out of it. Uh, the Miz got the win by pinning Lince Dorado with the skull crushing finale. Lots yep. of dives, lots of uh, Dorados getting some uh, Dorado getting some near falls. Lots of spike runners in this match as well. Paul yes. Morrison landed on his head a heck of a lot. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the match. There were lots of nice spots, lots of splashes. Um, did you notice when Big E went to uh, slap? Um, which one's the bald one in Forgotten Sons? Uh, <laughs> Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler. He doesn't lick his hand. He sort of rubbed his chin because I guess they've been bigger. You can't lick your hand yeah. at the moment because that'll that'll get everyone talking. Um, yeah. So it, it, it was it was very chaotic, which I enjoy. I think that's going to be the kind of uh, sort of the way it's going to go on Sunday as well, which is why I can sort of see someone just stealing a win and there being a surprise winner. I can see Forgotten Sons or even the Lucha House Party picking up a really shock win just because it's going to be everyone is beating each other up and then it's going to finish with one person in the ring. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a cool match. Um, definitely the best match of the show. Yeah. Um, but then we were sort of came crashing back down to earth because we had a Baron Corbin promo backstage. Yeah, didn't really say much of anything, just saying that he'll, he's going to win on Sunday. It's kind of just going king, 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 I'm the king. And you're like, ah, oh, right, okay, I've got your gimmick. Um, so, yeah, he like, says Otis is fat, Rey Mysterio could fly off the roof. Um, but, yeah, it's just really depressing that just because Sami Zayn's been off TV, they've gone, oh, well, We've got Cesaro and Nakamura. Yeah, they're not very good, are they? Mm, yeah, they've ne they've never proved that they're anything other than sort of mid-carders. So oh, are we going to have to align them with Baron Corbin because they're all heels, uh, which is quite depressing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Baron Corbin appears to have been feuding with Elias. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Elias returns on Sunday. It's like, I don't know. I'm assuming there's some kind of recording studio in uh, in Titan Towers, so they'll, I don't know, run in there and Elias will be sitting there playing some songs and whack Corbin yeah, with I mean, guitar. That was my prediction, is that Corbin is the one who's going to go off the roof and yeah. it's going to be via Elias because mm -hmm. that was their build to WrestleMania was Corbin pushing him off the, sort of the crow's nest thing. So yeah. now Elias is going to have his own long live the king uh, moments of, of pushing him off the edge. I'm just interested to see how they're going to sell this thing, because if someone falls off a roof, they're going like, are they dead? Um, well, I mean, AJ Styles got buried, and he's all right now. That's true. But I'm just I, like, how long do you stay off TV after falling off a roof? I mean, I'd say at least a week. I mean, <laughs> oh, if it if it's Seth, most. if it's Seth, he'll come back the next day with a bit of tape, going. Mm. Oh man, that concrete! That yeah. concrete from five hundred feet—that really stings. But I'm all right. I'll do a I'll do a Falcon Arrow. Uh, so speaking of nothing really happening segments, we had Jeff Hardy's return, although he's mm. already returned once this year. Um, yeah. uh, Seamus was watching backstage. He came out, and they had a bit of back and forth. I thought Jeff's comebacks were really lame. Oh, Jeff uh, is not a good talker. Yeah, doing promos has never been Jeff's strong suit. And mm. yeah, I think he, he came across quite lame during this. And then they had a brawl and Jeff stood tall. Not really much else to say. Screamed with pain after hitting one swanton, I thought, <laughs> which was a bit worrying. Did you know? I don't know if you saw, but there was this this podcast that they interviewed, that they, they kind of advertised 
this like this heroes podcast and it was the first time i've mentioned any co- i've heard any commentator or anyone actually say the words covid-19 on wwtv oh. they said it's for the covid-19 relief effort and i was like huh so they're actually admitting that something's wrong now um for the first time but um so that was just before this but yeah I, jeff was lame Seamus yeah. looked a bit lame because all he's been doing is beating everyone up for weeks and then as soon as he comes up against someone who isn't a jobber he gets laid out so yeah and i'm going to say as well and say well i know it's it's an unpopular opinion here on wrestle talk uh but i'm a fan of jeff hardy i yeah uh, i i really like jeff and i really like seamus as well but yeah. i just thought that jeff just didn't come across particularly well and as you say like seamus just got completely laid out by him um but you know i'm i, I think that those those two will have a uh, a half decent mid-card feud Yes. Um, Braun and Bray had a face-to-face. Bray tried to get him to join his Firefly Funhouse again. Braun mm. said no. He's going to win on Sunday, and then said, "See ya, bye." Yes, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, well, Pete, Pete and I basically decided that Braun is a terrible actor. Um, <laughs> Bray's a brilliant actor, so it kind of levels out into it's fine. It's fine. Um, I, don't, I don't know what I, if this is going to be a cinematic match that I. Maybe I'll probably be more excited for it, but if it's just going to be a match in a ring, then I I don't need to. I don't really want to watch this match. I think that this will be a regular match because it's regular Bray. Uh, mm. Braun gets the win, and then you build to the Fiend match after that. I think this is very much just a way to sort of extend out this feud and really like. But with the history between Braun and Bray, there's so much more to. There's so much more meat to this story than they've they've really just scratched the surface on this. Yeah. So I think we're going to get a lot more of this. But it, I, I think the build for this feud has been fine. It's been okay. Uh, I, I I I just think that there's more to come, and I think the stuff mm. that's going to come after money in the bank will probably be more exciting than what this has been yes absolutely um but then we got otis backstage looking grumpy because mandy lost and then all all night we've had a kind of oh uh daniel bryan and drew gulak and a partner of their choosing uh will be in the tag match so we sort of see them approach otis and go oh so you don't if you heard what baron corbin said let's take a walk and then later in the evening we get the match and i was obviously going to be otis and then Michael Cole goes, oh, well, Corey, you speculated that it might be Otis. And it's like, we saw it was Otis. We know it was Otis. Well, great, great, great stuff, Corey. Um, yeah, which I, I guess is, a, is a, I mean, as we've seen on Raw and SmackDown, they're just using the same eight people for the entire show. So you, you kind of knew it was going to be Otis because he was there. Um, yeah. It was either going to be Otis or Dolph Ziggler. You didn't, I, I didn't think it was going to be Dolph Ziggler. So, um, oh. yeah. With an added tag match, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Tamina and Lacey Evans. Not really a lot to say about it. Tamina kicked out the Bailey to Belly in the elbow drop and got mm. the win. But it is, man, it's impossible to take Tamina seriously as a title contender. Absolutely, yeah. it, it, it's impossible to 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 care at, about her as a challenger. At least they've given her some kind of. In the last couple of weeks, they've given her a bit of personality. Like she did this really cool thing last week where she was having a chat with Sasha Banks and then suddenly she just turns around and just like sort of choke holds Bailey, who no one knew was like saw coming, but it was almost like she had sort of these sort of spidey senses. Um, but yeah, that my, my, the most not- notable thing about this match was the uh, 
terrible graphics of Lacey Evans before the match. The, the Lacey Evans AR, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it is a total kill it with fire moment. I posted it in our um, our, our Discord for our editors <laughs> to have a look at. And it's just everyone going like, Christ, that's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. And then she comes out dressed like she works at a diner, which, I mean, I guess her, her gimmick is that she is from the 1940s. Um, I'm a big fan of Lacey Evans. I, I'm a I big really, fan of Lacey Evans. I, I, really, I really like really her. Like yeah. Um, she's definitely a future multi-time champion, but uh, that yeah, that AR was just so was unnecessary. <laughs> was... I mean, my my, my wife uh, came into my uh, came into the office while I was kind of like getting you know getting some images together for for Ollie's news, mm. and I'd screen capped the uh, the lacy thing, so it was on my my second monitor, and my wife was just like, "What the hell is that?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah they've got this thing called AR, which they think is really cool, but actually it's totally lame." She goes, "That looks like it was made in the 1980s," yeah. which, for the record, was 40 years ago. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Um, not that I was born in the eighties, but um, there you go. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was rubbish. But yeah, uh, there you go. They're not going to stop doing it. But in like as as you say, in five years, it's going to look so dated. I mean, it looks dated now. Yeah. Uh, Dana and Carmella had those boring promos we talked about earlier. Then we got the hacker thing, and then we got the main events of King Corbin with his mid card vortex Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and as you said earlier, Otis. Um, match didn't go that long. Corbin pinned Gulak with the deep six. Then they sort of brawled around the ring with ladders. Otis broke one of the ladders by trying to stand on the <laughs> rung. Uh, and Corbin was the one to stand tall, which 100% means he's not winning this Sunday. Yeah, I as, as soon as the ladder broke, I just I, as soon as that happened, I went, "How heavy is Otis? He can't be that heavy because he's not very tall. He's three hundred thirty pounds. Kane is three hundred twenty-eight pounds. So, I mean, perhaps three hundred twenty-nine pounds is the limit of how much a ladder can take. But I mean, there was always that was that famous spot where Big Show brought out his special reinforced yeah. ladder." I think they're going to do that on Sunday as well. But it's just, if you're pushing someone as a credible threat, and then you just go, hey, you're fat. I just, it's just like, are there going to be ladders for, is he going to have to bring out a special ladder? Because I mean, Corbin can't be sh that much shy of 300 pounds. I mean, there are other people I, in I think, I think both matches. I think you're giving this way too much thought, mate. I think they just thought it'd be funny to see the ladder rung do a break so that they can then do the reinforced yeah. ladder gimmick on uh, during the match, which I think I will know. be a fun little spot. I'm sure it'll be funny, but it was just like, oh, all right, okay, yeah, he's fat. So, yeah, that was this week's SmackDown. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, on an average week, it was your everyday like every week episode of smackdown which is broadly fine and i don't even think you can use the argument that it's we're in a, this these bizarre times where you've got limited no. rosters and things like that because this has been the case all year long and really since the move to fox so it, it has always been a bland show for the last like eight months and this was just another bland edition of the show uh but as a go home show for money in the bank i thought it was worse I mean, I, I I gave the show two out of five. It's not yeah. like it's not the worst thing ever, but it's certainly two out of five. Two, two and a half. It was last week. Last week I may have given it a three, but now that it's been the same show for <laughs> four, fourteen years, it's it's slowly going down.
Now, Andy, I haven't really had a chance to talk to you about this because I, mm-hmm. we need to know who won Wrestle League Season 5. Damn. Um, <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> so, what happened? What happened is that on the form, mm. you won because okay. you filled out the form correctly. But the but before WrestleMania, two matches were added. I can't exactly remember what they were. I think it was Otis and Dolph Ziggler and another match. But Adam didn't realize that these had been added to the uh, form before uh, WrestleMania. So he never filled out the form. But before he watched smacked uh, before he watched wrestlemania before he knew what the results were i asked him what do you think the results in, of these matches going to be and because he got those two right he then technically overtook you um so officially you won unofficially adam won so it's very difficult um in in my eyes you're you're the winner because you filled out the form correctly um <laughs> and i'm a sucker for people who do that uh but yeah, so it depends how you want to look at it, really. I won by sweet, sweet default. Exactly. I'm look at exactly. It. Which is good because, like, that's the first time I've come within an ass's roar of actually winning Wrestle League. Because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm usually sort of like down, I'm either mid table or I'm at the bottom. What often happens is you are at the bottom, at the bottom, at the bottom. And then the last three weeks, you go, actually, do you know what? I'm going to predict properly now. Uh, <laughs> and then you and then you overtake Ollie um, and Pete generally. What Pete does is he is he wins the first week and then slowly gets to the bottom. Ollie's pretty much pretty steady at the bottom. I stay I stay in the middle and then Adam Laurie are generally at the top. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I, I'm saying you won, no matter what cool. Blompier claims on Twitter. Yeah. Or um, what he claimed. And the only reason I I found out about this is because he claimed in the predictions video which you can find over at YouTube mm. uh, on the Russell Talks YouTube channel. In the predictions video there, he said. I was the winner of season five. And I was like, well, hang about there, fella. Because when I checked Patreon this mm. week, in Andy's uh, post that he made, I won. Yes. So I'm I'm saying you won. Adam probably won't listen to this podcast, but uh, I'm saying officially as the as the keeper of the keys at uh, <laughs> at Wrestle League, I am saying that, that you are the winner. And deservedly so, because it's a real, it's, it's, it's almost like your redemption story on uh, Quizzlemania. <laughs> um, you've been predicting badly for for years, but you finally came round. And I and I do believe that if as long as you build up an, a, enough of a lead going into the final round of Quizzlemania, then there's a there's a chance that you could win. Well, I mean, what I need to do is I need to build a 31 point lead yes. going into the final round of <laughs> Quizzlemania. That is the only way that I'm guaranteed that I'm actually going to. Oh, man, when Ron you now. said Bark of the Dog. Or whatever it was. Yeah. I just went, uh, yeah. Oh no! Okay, you know, it was watching... annoying as well. I had I had seven other names already written down. It was mm. just like beware of the dog was the first one that came to my head. But for whatever reason, I wrote bark of the dog. But then I wrote down like six or seven other names because I had like uh, Ground Zero, Mind Games, Cold Day in Hell, Backlash, mm. uh, Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. I had like all of these in your house titles, and I just sort of forgot. So I I would literally just read them in order that I had them written down. But what oh, I should yeah. have done was went with one of the more obscure ones. Oh uh, yeah. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do like the really obvious ones, which is why I thought I'll go with where the dog first, but yeah, for whatever reason I'd written down bark of the dog. Yeah. I mean, I'm, the, I'm deeply glad that I haven't been on any of the last few shows because I can do title. I can do people who held titles generally, 
but like pay-per-view shows that happened either just after or before I was born, I, I, I might have, I think I would have been able to do two and they would have been Beware of Dog and Beware of Dog 2. And that is yeah. it. Um, so, and also people, I get a few tweets going, oh, it's two-time champion Datsun against Sap. I was like, no, you don't <laughs> want to see that because I may be a two-time champion, but I was not up against, I, was, I mean, as soon as someone else came on, Brian Zane, he murdered me. So uh, it's it's not it, my two time champion status is not the same as the two time status uh, champion status of Sean Ross Sapp, who actually knows about wrestling, as he keeps proving in the final round. Yeah, he's very very good. Like not even just a trivia, he's good at tats. He knows yes. how to like find people's. He knows what people like tattoos people have got. He knows every wrestler's real name. Real names. Real names. He. I don't think he's got. I think he might have got one wrong in two weeks. Uh, yeah, well, the, the so the, we didn't do it on the second week, but the first no, week that he did he, it, he got hundred percent. He got hundred percent on that one, and I think even on the tats, I think he only got a couple of those wrong. Yeah. He's yeah, he's got a good depth of wrestling knowledge, um, whereas like some of us um, just aren't that observant of things. <laughs> like tat yeah, tattoos I'm not too bad at, and nips I'm I'm apparently not too bad at either. But as yeah. soon as it comes to like like title reigns. I think it's mostly because a lot of times I don't care. And so like when it came to the IC title one on this week's show, I was like, I could tell you the last three and then I just draw a blank. And yeah. it wasn't until I, someone said Bobby Lashley, I was like, oh yeah, there was the Finn and Bobby stuff. But I totally forgot that they traded mm. it so many times. And when I went out, I think I went out first because I thought I, I just took a stab in the dark and said Seth. Um, I, I went and had a quick check of what the chat was like, and the chat was saying Dean Ambrose. And I was like, guys, come on, Dean Ambrose didn't win the IC title. What the hell are you talking <laughs> about? When did that happen? And absolutely, no one got Dean Ambrose because no one remembered that title reign happening. No, uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things where I'm sitting at home going, I'm pretty sure it's Dean Ambrose. But on, if I'd been on the show, I'd been going, I've no idea who this is. I, I actually watched it along with uh, Brian and Louis from the website. And we're all sitting there going, oh, man, come on, God. these four, man, how do you not know any of this stuff? But I think that's the kind of that's what happens when you're watching it and you're not playing is you're just going. Oh, yeah. But then obviously there's Pete drawing the Heidenreich and none of us got that because we all looked away. And then uh, Steve just comes out with it's Heidenreich sex and was going. <laughs> how did that happen? It was the tattoo, um, man. It was the tattoo, but I just Pete, I didn't Pete, Pete I wouldn't have much up on that. I know, but I don't think I would have picked up on the tattoo. Um, I would have just gone, okay, well, Pete's tried to draw something on his arm, but it hasn't quite worked. Um, no, it, was the, it was the tattoo that, that swung it for me that I was like, oh, that's a really, really smart move on that. If, you, if you're not sure what we're talking about, I'd highly recommend going to watch this week's Quizzlemania and also downloading the podcast version of Quizzlemania. You can find absolutely. that from all good podcast providers. It was a really, really fun show this week. We've got a, a really, really exciting show coming up next week. Uh, the return of Ollie Davis. We're finally going to get the showdown between Ollie Davis and Sean Ross Sapp after Davis has ducked him for two weeks. <laughs> and a special guest that we'll be announcing on Monday. Very special. Very special guest we're going to be announcing on Monday after Money in the Bank. In fact, actually, the next couple of weeks we've got, we've got some quite cool names coming mm. onto the show. So it's uh, really, really exciting. Um, I'm also, as a bit of a tease for the uh, Raw review, got an update on the uh, match to watch for a first-time viewer 
So my, my brother's girlfriend has never watched wrestling before. So my brother mm -hmm. set me the task of trying to find a match for her to watch. We've had a lot of suggestions come in. Um, the front run at the moment is still Bailey versus Sasha Banks from TakeOver Brooklyn 1, nice. which I think is a great, great shout. Um, but I have picked out one of my own that I will reveal on the Raw review because I, I watched it quite recently and I was like, oh, this is the perfect match to show someone. So... We'll go into that very, very soon. I'm going to go with uh, Alicia Fox versus Melina or whatever it was. Oh, that, um, yeah. yeah. Cam Cameron's but, favorite match of all yeah, time. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that, that wasn't the only exciting thing this week because we had a bank holiday yesterday, didn't we, Luke? What did What did you get up to? I, uh, oh no, I, I was, I mean, I worked in the morning, mm. um, even though I wasn't supposed to. I, uh, I, I did some work until about lunchtime. Um, and then I was just editing my own podcast that I do outside of work hours for the rest of the day. And I went had a trip to the shops. Wow, you really made the most of it. I mean, I, I woke up, went, oh, good, I have a migraine. And then I spent the entire day sitting on a chair, really oh. looking, looking outside the window going, oh, man, it's probably the nicest day of the year. But I cannot go outside because every time I move my head, I can't move. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it sucked, but it's gone now. I woke up this morning and it's like when you've had a blocked nose for ages and it's suddenly unblocked. You're going, this is what life was like before the <laughs> headache. Um, yeah, so uh, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest, but today is another lovely day. And I think it's actually going to be the, the last lovely day for a while. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, tomorrow is going to be 11 degrees. It's gonna. Oh. It's gonna be. It's, I think it's gonna be sunny, but it's not gonna be very warm. Um. So if you've got any plans to go outside, then I would. I'd make the most of them. Well, that's actually yeah. I mean, once I've done all of this, um, and I actually get out of my pajamas because mm. uh, I, it's one of those shows where I am business up top and I am pajamas down yes. below. Um, I uh, I was recording something with Ollie yesterday very quickly, and he was like, "Oh, can you get the your background behind you?" And I went, "I can. I'm not wearing any trousers." um i was in my underwear so i, I sort of i had a t-shirt on and it kind of scooted underneath the camera i am wearing trousers today but they are my uh football goalkeeping trousers which have padding on the knees and thighs so they're not really going outside trousers no i'm going to get out of my pjs uh i'm going to have a shower and then me and my wife are going to go for a walk all that is, I, I'm, I'm going to go for a cycle ride at some point i think Ooh, i may i may go past my parents house uh not actually then they might open the door and we'll have a chat from a, from afar, uh, <laughs> which will be nice. So uh, it'll and I because I, ha I haven't I've seen them on call. I've seen them on Zoom and things. I actually did a quiz of theirs last night, and uh, which me and my parents won, and uh, it was quite astonishing because a lot of their friends are well, and they are they are close getting close to sixty now. Um, a lot of their friends are in the same sort of same age group. And it was quite astonishing how met, how few of them knew how to use Zoom. And there was one who's, I don't know what happened, but their Wi-Fi router must have been made out of potatoes. Um, but she was the quiz master and you could barely hear a word she was saying. So this quiz took about three times longer than expected. Um, and by the end of it, because everyone was talking over each other and the amount of times I went, can everyone mute? Because I, I can't hear anything. And then everyone would forget to mute. It was a bit like Skyping your grandma um oh. so but we, we eventually we won um not that i helped because they all 
unfortunately, the quiz master thought general knowledge was things that happened in the 70s um, because that's when they grew up. So well, I wasn't that, exactly. That I is wasn't, general knowledge. Exactly. I wasn't a lot of help. I, I helped a bit in the sports round, um, but it was sort of, yeah, it, it, it was an unusual quiz. We well, I unfortunately, I'm going to have to get out of here now. So yeah, uh, I've, got to go, I've got to go and have that shower and go for that walk. But thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you are at a loose ends tomorrow night and you're looking for people to watch uh, Money in the Bank with, head on over to WrestleTalk's YouTube channel because we are going to be live streaming our reactions to Money in the, Money in the Bank, myself and Laurie. And we've got a review of the show going out on the Monday episode of the podcast. Then it's the usual Raw, NXT, AEW, SmackDown Magazine shows next week. So big old big old time for the podcast also as we mentioned earlier download the Quizlemania podcast that's a lot of fun no rolls barred posted a brand new episode recently where we're in the future of the year 3000 and we've got another bonus podcast going up at the end of this month set in the wiki wiki wild wild wiki wiki wild wild west so uh, go and subscribe to both of those the Russell podcast network thank you all so much for listening take care I love you goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.